Hello, welcome friends. Great to be with you. I'm going to start right in. This is Danielle here from San Diego and I'm here with my best friend, Kirsten. Hey, it's Kirsten. Glad mm -hmm. to be here. Hey, so um, I kind of was thinking about um, sharing something with you guys. You know, I wrote in my, I write in my journal and I sometimes write like blog headings on my journal <laughs> when I write and I'm like, oh, I kind of find, I find a theme and I write it down and I wrote a journal entry the other day and it was to have faith or not. It was my, it was my blog for my journal entry. Again, this is just in my, my own uh, physical notebook journal, but is that the same as faith or not to faith? Yes. That is the question. Is, yes. To have faith or not to have faith. And I, I wrote down to have faith or not, you know, just, it's really, it's really a choice. And um, so I was kind of going into this deep, like, conversation, you know, in my mind with the Savior about it. And here's why. So here, here's what I was doing is I've had some pretty cool, like, spiritual like, guidings and experiences that have to do with, okay, so I'm just going to share. It's really personal. But to have to do with being married and having children. And the other day I was sitting on my couch and I was feeling a little down about none of that happening yet having spiritual experiences around it. And I was, I just don't understand. And I, and I was talking to heavenly father in prayers in my PPM, like pray, ponder, meditate. And I was just like, I don't understand. Did I, was I deceived? Was I misled? Did I, you know, what did I do? And the thought that came to me was, well, how did you feel? And I realized like, well, no, I felt like enlightened. I felt invigorated. It felt like love and peace with it. And it, I, I didn't get like this, like this word in my head or I didn't get an answer back from him saying, well, then that's the answer. It, it, I felt like he would allowed me this, this space to go, well, then choose. Do you choose to have faith in those answers or not? It really is a choice. I think I want to just clarify a little bit. Like you're, what you're having faith in is the promise that you have received from the Lord that you will be married and you will have children, right? So I just wanted to clarify for those Thank that you. maybe don't know exactly. Yeah, what you're, you know, you've received time and time again that you are worthy and blessed with all of those things, that you will have a worthy husband and you will have beautiful children. So that's a real blessing that you are seeking and you know will come to you, right? Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Sometimes like when you start talking and you think everybody's in your head, so you know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so yes, it's exactly what was going on. So I was pondering like all of that and I realized. Um, because, you know, sometimes like I, we've talked about like just talking with the Lord and paying attention to the thoughts that come and go with them and see if it, you know, it, it's really a choice that, that to have the faith in it or not. And I sat there and analyzed and I thought, okay, to think that, to, to believe that none of this ever was true and none of it ever happened and that I made it all up, that feels awful to me. But to just have faith and trust that I don't have all the answers and that it's all correct feels so much more peaceful, even though it doesn't make any sense. And that's where I said, you know, I, that's why I feel like faith is such a, it's such an individual thing. It's such a, 
a personal thing because it really is about a choice. Well, you're going to have faith about it or not. And so in that moment, I was like, you know what? I am going to have faith and I am going to have faith that I will have the blessings. And so here's where my thoughts went. Cause I know there's a lot of you sisters, or maybe you guys know some people who also are, you know, older and still have not had the opportunity to get married and have children. And, and it gets a little confusing sometimes in our minds. And I know that I'm hoping my journey can help. And I feel really grateful that if my journey can help, because I've had to wade through a lot of stuff with it too. So my, my thought was, how is it that now, and for those of you who haven't maybe followed all of the podcasts, I've already shared that about a year and a half ago, I ended up having a cancerous tumor that grew on my right ovary and made it so I had to have an emergency surgery and lose the opportunity to ever have children. So that's why this is even more heavy on my mind because I sometimes will think, in fact, last night I was sitting down and I just, I thought, what would it be like to have like a little child, oh, sorry, running, you know, next to me right here and just talk to me and call me mom. Like I just had that thought. And the next thought that I had was like, I'm never going to know that. Um, and I've missed out on that in this lifetime. And I've, I started feeling so much sorrow. And then that's what led me going back to how I started the podcast. Um, what led me to this thought of, well, I've had blessings and promises about being married and, and being a mother. And so even in my patriarchal blessing, it talks about that. So, so, and so then I was just like, I don't get all this. And so that's when the Lord was like, well, you get to choose. Do you want to have faith in that or not? And ultimately, even though I don't understand it, it feels so much like closer to just love and goodness and joy and peace to still trust him and know I am still going to have that opportunity, that blessing of marriage and having children. I don't have the answer of how and when. I don't but I have the faith that I will. And if I go to the other side of like, Oh, it doesn't work. I feel awful. And I don't want to feel awful. I feel susceptible to the adversary. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really, really does. Um, I'm reminded of a couple things. Actually. Um, I went to the temple yesterday and we missed the session. So we decided to do some ceilings and we actually did more ceilings yesterday than I have ever done in my life. They actually pulled up some chairs and we just like, we were just like sitting there just ceiling people, you know, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful to participate in that ordinance. And I love the ordinances of the temple and the way they are so focused on families and sealing families together that didn't have that chance, you know, and, and when I think about how we learn that all things are present before the Lord, that he knows the beginning from the end. Like when you really dive deeper into that, sometimes it makes my head spin a little bit because I'm like, whoa, I get a little sci-fi on it, you know? And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that could mean anything. That could mean like anything. is It's all present, right? So like what happened isn't what happened. It's what's happening. And what is going to happen is already what has happened what is happening. You know, it's really interesting. And so when you're in the temple and you hear the ceiling ordinances and, and they talk about what you will create as 
a couple, as a family, as that unit, um, there's wording in there that is very distinct that talks about how, and, and I, so afterwards I said to Kyle, <clears throat> so like, we're not done, you know, like we, we're here in this existence together with our five boys and that's what is, and what else? And I think the Lord is just looking at all of us with a big old smile on his face going, oh, Danielle, <laughs> oh yeah, you just wait. And you're like, yeah, I'm waiting. I know, I'm waiting, right? And so that's- I've got that down. Yes, <laughs> I'm really, really good at that part. Um, so many promises are promised to us in that temple ceiling. Um, if, if any of you have the opportunity to go and, and be reminded of that, please do. Please go and participate in that ordinance now. Go and participate in that ordinance for others who have been waiting too. And you know what that feels like more than others. So I think there may be some more clarity there for you in the temple. Thank you. I haven't gone to do ceilings for a little while, so I'm going to... You gonna went with me. Yeah. Remember we went in San Diego. I mean, I just had that one name. I, we like snuck in and anyway, that was neat. But yeah, I feel that invitation for you to go there and yeah. be reminded. It's just so beautiful. Like we have, there's so much hope and we really have a choice all the time to either stay in hope and faith or be upset about it all and, and, and not, and try to understand it. And I, I don't understand it all, but like you said that, that everything, this isn't the, this isn't the end all. It isn't. And there's, there is a way that my promises will be fulfilled even. Okay. I'm going to say this. I want you guys to like, don't judge this initial on like a mortal like mindset, but I still believe that I'll have the opportunity to bear children. Not just some of you might be thinking, yeah, you'll be able to be a mom and adopt, of course. Well, and yeah, absolutely. That is a big, huge possibility. But I don't believe that he denied me the opportunity to even bear children. And so mm. however that ends up working out is out of my complete science of understanding. <laughs> but it's also not what I have to focus on right now. And so when I started to do that little spiral of like, Oh, I'm not going to, now I'm missing out the opportunity. And I thought, no, I, it felt awful first of all. And I don't, when things don't feel like good, like they feel dark, then you know, it's dark. It's like so blatantly obvious. So when that happened, I said, okay, you're right. I feel good when I remain in faith about this. I remain in trust. I remain in confidence. I remain in peace. When I just, I go, that's going to work out. And every, so I realized like my work right now is when a doubt comes in, I just, I have to turn it away. If I sit and look at the doubt and analyze the doubt and taste the doubt, I'm like, why am I, why am I giving it so much time? Mm -hmm. If I need to, to get back to faith, I guess that's part of the journey, but you do it enough till you're like, okay, dirt doesn't taste good. How much more, how many more times you want to try dirt? It's still dirt. Right. Right. Well, I just want to say, you know, for everyone listening to like, first of all, thank you for sharing something so personal for you to share uh, your faith in being able to bear children here. Um, it could, and I think in our natural human form could 
um, war, you know, bring judgment from people. You know what I mean? Oh, well, sorry. You know, like you could, you could get some of that negative judgment that could come from people, right? And so for you to even share that is really beautiful and I love you for that. Um, and I'm reminded immediately of how many stories in the scriptures of women who weren't supposed to have children? Like I can think of two, like, first of all, one that actually never had intercourse and became pregnant. Okay. The birth, uh, the, the mother of our savior. And then secondly, um, you know, Abraham's wife, I, I believe she was like upwards of like what, 80 or something. 90. I mean, yeah. 80, 90. And Elizabeth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing, like, I think in our day, it's 2019, we live in this world. This is what I love about the temple so much. The temple ceremonies are so ancient. They're so true. They are truth. It is what God has put on this earth. The scriptures are true. It is the scriptures are what God has put on this earth. Everything else that we perceive and it's part of our culture and our norms and our belief systems and all those things, you know, it's part of living in this day and age. But when you look at the scriptures and you take them to be true, this is not a weird thing. Like what you're saying is like, yeah, why why would our lives be different or less valuable or less filled with miracles or amazing feats of the spirit, right? Why would our lives be less inclined to have those types of miracles? I think too often we look now that the same types of miracles that were performed in the Bible or even in the early days of the church, you know, when our, our church was first restored, there are documents and journals of many, many visitations of angels and restoration of the truthfulness of all things. And that includes physical, mental, emotional, all of those things are restored. Anything is possible. This is not a difficult thing. Very good point. Yeah. This is faith. It's faith. Yeah. I was (laughs) going to say that's exactly what it is, right? It's that faith. Um, And Moroni even says in in the the end chapters of the Book of Mormon, it says, if miracles cease, it's because of the unbelief of man. It's not because they're not possible. Right. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you. And thanks. Yeah. Thanks for letting me be vulnerable about that. But it it feels good to choose that. And it feels good to sit in that mindset and believe that. And I would rather feel good than feel bad. So, I mean, it really, that's, that's why I wrote that to choose faith or not. I mean, it's really, it was interesting when I did that, you know, had those thoughts and it was just like, you know what, I'm going to choose to believe. I'm just going to keep choosing that. I'm going to choose to just cast out the doubt when it comes, remain just the faith and go, I don't understand it, but yes, I, I I'm in, it's going to happen for me, you know? And then mm-hmm. the third thing is just like the cycle, you know, the Christian cycle, which is charity. And I want to keep myself in a space of, of love, feeling, feeling the pure love of Christ as much as I'm capable of. And, and keeping that cycle of like asking him to fill his love, asking him for that gift. And, you know, the beautiful thing that after I went through that exercise, when when all those thoughts and I said, okay, I choose faith. And I, you know, in my prayer, kind of talked it over and thought things over about how good it felt. My heart after that prayer and I was getting ready for bed opened up to the spirit. Like it was so strong. He tested my faith to see what I was going to choose. I chose it and he knew it. I chose it. And then I felt like just, 
I mean, I was just make, I was actually done my laundry. And so I was like making my bed, like the sheets back on it. And I was just filled with overwhelming love from the spirit, not for making my bed, but just for like, <laughs> um, just cause of just, he loved me. I don't know. It was just cause, cause I had chosen faith. And here's the thought that came to my mind that I wrote in my journal that and I wrote that I said, I feel the strengthening from the spirit. And, and this is what came to me and knowing that I am living the best possible life I could ever live. And all these blessings of where I'm at in my life right now flooded to my mind. And I was just listing them, listing them off and feeling just overwhelmed joy from the spirit. And then it says, I wrote down, I then realized with a profound belief that I'm not missing out on anything because my life did not ever have in it these other possibilities at that time, it was always going to be this way. My life is exactly how it's supposed to be. And I'm living the best possible life. And when I put that faith in perspective, it just, oh, any stress or any worry or any like doubt just went away. And it's just, my life is just beautiful. It's the best possible version that I was ever going to have because I've turned to him. And even if I hadn't, I had to learn that so that I could turn to him. So it's still part of it. Does that make sense? And I know I was like, I'm going all deep here, but that it was so profound and just beautiful to feel from him that like, yeah, your life, you're living the best possible life, Danielle. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I love deep. First of all, I love going deep. I think we don't want to be surfacy on this podcast. <laughs> it's wonderful to look at your journey. And I think our listeners can totally relate. I think each of us has a time where we get to choose faith. I think there are, for me, I look at the church as a whole and my own observation of different uh, principles, commandments, revelations, policies, uh, history things that have happened or will happen, you know, things in the church and really looking at my devotion to the covenants that I have made at baptism and in the temple. And I don't know everything. All right. I don't, and neither does anybody listening to this. We do not know everything. And there are times where I feel like, Oh, that's weird, you know, about the church. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like that. How do I feel about that? Like, you know, and I, I instantly decide to choose faith. It's a choice, right? It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to get married and have children tomorrow, right? It doesn't mean that all the answers of the church, of the origin of the Book of Mormon, of you know every detail about the prophet Joseph Smith's life or anything is going to be revealed to me tomorrow. But what it does mean is I choose faith because of the revelation that I have received in my life in the past and in the present. There are too many things times when the Lord has held me in his arms and reminded me that I am his child and that this church is true and that the gospel is restored on this earth and that all kinds of other things have happened when those things are true. So reminding yourself of those moments in your past that have anchored you to your testimony of what feels right and good to you and then moving forward from there and however it is that you're meant to go on your journey. Yeah. I love that you, how you related it to so many other things that we have to choose every single day and we choose what kind of 
energy per se, like spirit, we want to sit in or not. And I want to wrap it up here with two thoughts. Um, I was sitting with a neighbor yesterday who was doing my nails. She's so sweet. Just love her. But we were talking about like kind of shows she's watching. She's like, oh, I just love horror. Oh, I just love it. And I was just like, I mean, that to me, I was like, oh my goodness. Like I, I, I didn't even mean it as a judgment. I was just like, oh, my spirit was like, I could not imagine loving sitting in that type of feeling, like horror movies that invite Satan in. And I know she doesn't see it in that way, but that I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I just said, <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. I, and I said, I, and I, when we were, my turn to chat, when we were chatting, I was like, yeah, I don't like horror. It's like, I have to keep and maintain a really good feeling in my home with what I watch. And she goes, well, yeah, because you live alone. She's married. <laughs> so she made it as a, cause she lives, she's married, she's married and doesn't live alone that it's better. And I was just kind of, you know, just touching the surface of touching on good. But point being is we do choose every single day what type of feelings we like to be around. And that's from what we read, the media, the way we carry on our conversations, the way, and that all affects how we can choose faith or not to choose faith. Mm -hmm. And I, the second story was, I remember before my mission and I, I think at this time I already had my mission call and everything, but I wasn't sure if the book of Mormon was a second scripture to the Bible. I wasn't sure. And I didn't know that I already knew. I just, I was confused about it and I knew I was supposed to go on a mission like that. I knew. And so I knelt down, I did a 24 hour fast. And I remember this, I was 20, you know, 20 at the time I hadn't left my mission yet. And I knelt down at the very end of that day, 8, 8 p.m. I still hadn't broke my fast because I still didn't know. And I kneeled down on my bed and I'm like, I don't really know what to do. I didn't feel like I got an answer if the Book of Mormon was like really your book and I'm going on this mission to preach about it. Like it doesn't make any sense. I know I'm supposed to go on a mission, but I don't have other answers. I don't get it. And in that moment, I still remember this. I remember feeling, and again, it was, you know, the savior probably whispering to me and I just remember feeling, well, choose. <laughs> and I remember going, okay, I just, well, I am going to end my prayer because I really want to go eat. And I choose to believe that it's true. And so I did. I remember saying that in my prayer, I choose to believe that it is true and have faith in that. And then I ended my prayer and went, eight. Hey, what happened was later on through the, through, you know, that time forward and through my mission, the truthfulness that the book of Mormon was the word of God came to me in so many different layers. I had to first choose to believe it. And then he was like, testified it to me through the spirit in so many powerful ways. Um, increment by increment all over my mission. Every time I read the scriptures now, even still to this day, because I originally chose to believe it and it's just expanded and expanded. And there's, I mean, that is what keeps me anchored is how the truthfulness of the book of Mormon keeps me anchored. And because I made the original choice, just a little faith, I didn't have a lot much knowledge in it and have that many like spiritual manifestation. I was just kind of like, yeah, it feels like it's a nice book. <laughs> I didn't know that much about it. And I chose. And then every blessing upon that, exercising that faith testified that was a good seed and it was the right seed to have faith in. Wow. That's beautiful. I love it. I think we could probably all share maybe even multiple testimonies of times where we felt the 
truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. I love it so much. That's so amazing. We'll have to talk about that on another on another pod yes. <laughs> next time. <laughs> thank you for sharing that story. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. And if anything, I would just say find one thing that maybe you're struggling with in faith and choose to have faith in it. Just plant the seed and see where it goes because that's really, you know, like Alma, Alma 32 talks all about that. And it's really helped me when I exercise it in things as vulnerable and difficult for me, even as, you know, eternal marriage is. And um, it's just, it feels better. And I want to be close to the Savior and that's what matters. So, all right. Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful night or day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>